<laughs> the squirrel cannot wave <laughs> back to you. A squirrel. It posited a question. Everybody's got a mom. Validate my feelings. Sheltered. You guys being young millennials. Okay, boomer. Work Tech Fun, a PCM podcast. So you guys, my best friend just got a cat. Boo. I know you don't like animals. But I like dogs. Here's the conundrum. Oh, yeah. I heard you said you might get a dog someday. Yeah, I was probably I'll pinned, believe that when that happens. I was, was going to say, I was probably just pinned down in that moment and had to say that to escape. No, your wife said you just brought it up. And you're, she was just like, you said, oh, hey, I never told you we could get a dog. Anyway, in other news, your best friend just got a cat. <laughs> My best friend just got a cat. She, she just adopted it. But it doesn't have a name. But here are here's the conundrum. She doesn't want a name that sounds like a human's name. So like, you know, Frank. she's not going to name it Frank or Jared. <laughs> but she also won't name it after a character. So like anything, you can't name it after a Pokemon. You can't name it after any kind of cartoon. Captain no movie. It Paws. looks like Toothless from the How okay. to Train Your Dragon series. And she was like, I'm not naming it that. Like she's she said, I don't want it to be a human name or a character name. So what do you name a Captain pet? Poofy Paws. <laughs> like you come up with something. But it's also got to fit the personality of the animal. It's a very small, thin, black cat. That's that's physical characteristics. That's not personality. Right. But, I mean, like, it's not floofy. And so... Poofy. Define floofy. <laughs> flu- floofy? <laughs> Define floofy, I would please. say, like, you know, long-haired, lots of fur. I like a like a skinny little cat doesn't give me poofy paws. Okay. Um, I can think of plenty of human names that don't sound like human names. Like what? Like, I can't think of any right now. <laughs> <laughs> Call it polecat. Polecat? Yeah. What does that mean? It's thin, like a pole, and oh. a polecat is actually a, a type of cat. Can you call a cat a cat? Like, what if you named a human human? Yeah, I mean, we were like talking Brett about this. Like Brett human. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Yeah, they called baby. that baby. Baby cat. You know? <laughs> Just, they called that baby baby so she mentioned it. something though that my husband suggested why don't you just name it cat like cats don't really care if they have a name and she mm-hmm. said that cats actually do recognize a name when you give it to them but they just choose, choose whether or not oh, they want God. to respond when you Typical call cat. them yes, my cats are the worst listen i've always <laughs> wanted to have a dog and name it d-o-g so could you just do c-a-t are you gonna name your kid absidy someday see, but see like d-o-g Sounds awesome. Like, you know, you get the Snoop aspect, but then also like D is used for the and the OG, original gangsta. So you could say, this is D-O-G. But you're, you're too white for that. Especially well, anyway, back, the way it is right now. Back to, back to what I was saying, though. Could you name the cat C-A-T? C-A-T. 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 Almost C-A-T. like a droid from Star Wars. Yep, you're That's welcome. Cool. Well, don't compare it to a character, though. Then you can't use the name. That's true. I'll have to, I'll have to pass that one on to her, but... That's kind of a Yeah, I mean don't go as simple cat. as naming it cat, but C eighty. Yep. C eighty. So we solved all the My mom problems. always told me whatever you name an animal, make sure you're comfortable yelling it out loud. Yeah. So you know That's true. Or a child, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so Again, Absidy. You know how you spell that, Brett? Absidy. A B C D E. It's really a name. Absidy. Yes, it's a real name. See, I was thinking That's like amazing. animal names like Fart Sniffer, you know, and like, <laughs> Fart Sniffer, get back here, you know, and just like. And then your little brother turns around. Right. <laughs> what? Oh, my kids. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So, so, you, so Jared, yeah, I was going to ask you, go since you're it. the one who's like half asleep after yeah, a long pretty week. Much. Uh, what are you streaming? 
Well, listen, I've not had much time to stream this week. <laughs> but doesn't everybody have that one show that, like, when you're just tired and yep. you want to... See, here's the problem. Like, I'm streaming NCIS, but I don't want to go home after long days this week and watch NCIS because I'm going to fall asleep. So you put on the, the wiggles. So, not quite. <laughs> Uh, that Close. show we talked about a couple of weeks ago, Sweet Life on Deck, the Disney Channel oh show. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I don't watch it. I just fall asleep with it on. I am disappointed. Listen, I am so... The theme hey, song, Zach, do you want to go get pizza? Uh, all right. I'm very disappointed in you. <laughs> so, Brett, what are you streaming this week? Ah, oh, Chuck. Um, we finished New Girl. Yay. Yay. It's about time. Uh, Thank goodness we got so, a new answer. Chuck Bartowski. And, uh, you know, Sarah, Casey, and all of them are trying to uh, figure out this new life of uh, Chuck having the Intersect computer in his head. Um, so, I have no idea what's happening. Yeah. It's a good one. It's a good that, one. What's that on? Uh, it was originally on NBC. Now it's just digital, wherever you can buy it. I got you. Um, and then uh, uh, music-wise, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I've really been listening to Zach Winters. Um, I think Love is a Garden. Is the name of his new album, or it came out like in November of last year. Uh, been listening to his album over and over again, and then funny enough, I put together a playlist of music based off what I heard in Salsaritas um, <laughs> earlier this week. So it was like funny. back to back to back to back, like just nonstop. Like every song, I'm like, this is awesome. Like, take me home tonight. Just like you 80s know, classics. yeah. But then it was like after that, it was like Faithfully by Journey. Um, it was just nonstop Solid. good stuff. So yeah. I've been listening to a bunch of that type stuff. Did you call it the Salsaritas playlist? I did actually. Oh that's my awesome. God. Yeah, that's funny. That I'm only leaves you. That that leaves me. Yes, by process elimination. Uh, save the best for last. Oh, thank you. I'm gonna save the best for last. That, Is that on the, the playlist play. no, too? I was say it should be though. I'm gonna add it. Um, I have been streaming jazz music like jazz standards and big band standards this week, just because there's a lot of noise everywhere. And I've also been listening to a lot of radio. And so I just want Like instrumental something. jazz music? Uh, a little bit of like instrumental and also a little bit of, you know, crooners over the top, Ella Fitzgerald. Um, you like Liz Vice? Is she modern? Yes. I don't know who that is. You need to check out Liz Vice. She's but on J Radio. I'll have to check that out for sure. She's really good. Um, Just... Just a lot of old. Did you say you've been things. listening to radio? Yeah. Did I you had... literally mean radio, or is there a band called Radio? <laughs> I'm sorry. An episode of TV, <laughs> a stream of radio. <laughs> yes. No, I've been listening to the radio in my car. Um, a lot of J103 this week. Yeah. Which makes sense since I work right next to the studio. <clears throat> I was going to say, even sitting at work, you've been listening to a lot of right, radio. Yeah. I guess you go everywhere, and it's super piped in. So, have you guys heard this new song? I was on the radio a lot this week, and so there's a new song by Torrin Wells called Like You Love Me. Have you guys heard it? Uh, Only bits and pieces. Okay. I am really enjoying that song, and then I was trying to think. There's one more. There's a Matt Mayer song that just came out. Yeah, that was Alive really and Breathing. Matt Marr. Marr? Oh, I don't yeah. know. That was embarrassing. That was very I'm not on the radio, so I don't know how to say these names. <laughs> yeah, Matt Marr. Only type them. <laughs> Alive and Breathing. Yeah, there's some good stuff that's like coming out right now, so it's yeah. been pretty enjoyable. I heard a new Stars Go Dim song. Yeah, it's going to get better. That sounds, if you listen to the- <laughs> don't, don't even say it. We all know what you think about it. Okay. It's interesting. The The first verse sounds a lot like a Taylor Swift song. If you've heard really? Delicate, yeah, it sounds, I, I was listening to it, as a, it sounds a lot like Delicate, so it's really interesting to me. I won't the same say tune. all the bad stuff I want to say about that song. Well, on that note, I guess we go to break so that Brett doesn't say what he was going to say. Yeah. 
you're looking for another great podcast to listen to, I want to encourage you to check out Hope Talk. It's a podcast that Brett and I are on, so I know I'm a little bit biased, but I think you'll enjoy it. It's called Hope Talk, wherever you listen to podcasts. So this segment was inspired by me because this morning I was getting ready and I was like, there's this really cool feature that is so underrated on, I'm not going to give it away yet, but on a piece of technology in my house. And then I was on the way to work and there was another piece of tech that was very helpful and kept me from having to turn around and go back home. So anyway, before I get too vague about it, today's rotating feature is underrated tech so what is a piece of technology for you guys that is underrated? I The first thing that comes to my mind, and I know this might sound a little bit weird, but is a white noise machine. Because I appreciate that. Right, yeah. yeah, first of all, we've now have gotten so into white noise that like we can't sleep without it. And we use our Echo Dot for it, but that depends on Wi-Fi. And so when the Wi-Fi goes out, as it typically does, you know, once or twice a week in the middle of the night, it goes. Are you serious? Shh. We need to help you get a new wireless router. Yeah. First of all, yes, we do. I was going to say. Yes, we do. And I use the biggest provider in Chattanooga. Right. So it's really frustrating for me. But like, it will just stop in the middle of the night. Or, you know, it will turn off. She won't hear us when we say, Alexa. It's so dumb. What, so, do, you, what do you say to Alexa to get white noise to play? You say, Alexa, open rain sounds. Oh, okay. So That's we cool. listen to rain sounds. There's probably every night. a few different ways, yeah. Yeah, but like the the fact that it's dependent on Wi-Fi, and for some reason, like no matter how many times I unplug it and replug it in, it doesn't recognize our voices right now. So it's having trouble. So I'd really like to have. I might go out and buy. I'll, a I'll white tell you which one to get. Um, yeah. There's a, a radio guy um, that we know. Uh, name's Jeff Cruz. Uh, I'll probably end up. Uh, um, posting about this podcast when it comes out on my Instagram story and tagging him just so he knows this. But uh, Jeff Cruz, uh, funny enough, we shared a hotel room in Seattle at a radio event and he had this uh, um, white noise machine, I think called, I think it's called an OM, like O-H-M. Hmm. Oh. Um, OM, maybe. Um. Uh, really awesome thing. You need to check it out. So, yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's underrated for me because it's something I've come to depend on and love and it really does help me sleep. Like, I can't hear the train sounds. I can't hear the airplanes coming through. I can't hear the dogs barking. Or my neighbors who definitely crank rap music at, like, midnight and later. <laughs> While they're making And math. honk horns. They honk horns every night. <laughs> I mean, obviously, yes. Because they have to there people was, pull up and that's say, That's a different hey. house. Oh, it's a different? That's okay. a different house. Didn't so you house. say there was a drug bust There this was a morning? drug bust on my street this morning. Yes, <laughs> very like true. like my first house. Yes. <laughs> I love it. If I had known that when I moved in, I'm not sure that I would have totally moved uh, in. You'll live. Yeah, I will live. But okay, anyway. so hold on. Let me just totally break everything that we're talking about to because last night I was driving home and I was like three minutes away from my house and I look over and there's this cop standing behind his car and he's got his gun drawn looking into this building and I'm like oh my gosh what's going down so my wife Caitlin looks out the window and she notices that somebody broke into a building and he's like sitting waiting there and, for backup probably. And yeah and then another cop comes in like passes us after we pass the building and he flips his lights off flips his uh, like headlights and everything Sirens and everything. pulls in real quietly so anyway something went down crazy way to go chattanooga back, you're doing great back to regular scheduled yeah. program so white noise machine white noise machine awesome so jared do you want me to go or you go i'll go i have two so this morning i have two too <laughs> nice you're a loser who only had one deanna <laughs> sorry <coughs> so Not this morning sorry. i was um 
trying to figure out if the dishwasher was clean or dirty. And I opened it up, and apparently our dishwasher now, we've just lived in our house for like five months. So the dishwasher that we had at the house I lived in before, it told you like, hey, these are clean dishes. Mm -hmm. But then once you opened it once, and you were going to unload it, and then you're like, "Uh, there's a lot in there, so you shut it back, which I think we all do. Uh, The light went off, and so then you just had to open it up and figure out, well, apparently our dishwasher now... Somehow, I don't know how it senses it, but until you unload it, the clean light stays on every time you open it until it's unloaded. I don't know how it does it, but I was so or appreciative because like yeah, that. that's what I was wondering. It has to be weight or something. It so, seems like a very specific uh, favorite technology or yeah. un, un, underrated well, it technology. Was, it was helpful this morning. Yeah, for sure. And then secondly, this morning, I'm driving to work. I'm probably about five minutes from my house. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot to shut the garage door, I think. And the bad thing is, you think about it, I've already driven five minutes. If I have to turn around and go back, that's five minutes. And then to get back to where I am, that's five minutes. So here we are, 15 minutes in. Mm -hmm. So anyway, my garage door openers now, which apparently this is the standard, because my dad built our house, and he didn't even know that this was the case. He just got the cheapest garage door openers, (laughs) and they are Wi-Fi enabled, and there's an app for it. So I handed my phone to Caitlin, and I was like, hey, can you make sure the garage door is closed? And sure enough, the garage door was closed. But the good thing was, if it's not closed, I can just press a button and it closes from where yeah. we are. Cool. So that those are two things uh, around our house that I'm like, that's really helpful. That's I'll, becoming I also a, know, go ahead. I was going to say, that's becoming a feature on a lot of different items. There's a commercial right now running for Buick that's like, these two people are parasailing. And they and lock their car. And he's like, oh my gosh, I think I forgot to lock my Buick. And so mm-hmm. he does it from the app. I could I could like do that with Mexico. my wife's van if we paid a $15 a month subscription service. Really? I so bet that? I bet that's what it, Buick. It includes a few other things. but Is it worth it? No, no, it's not. That's why we don't have it. Interesting. But yeah, also I know now if your phone is ever unlocked, I can open and close that's your That's exactly door. what I was going to say. It <laughs> is yeah. scary as well because you think about somebody hacks your yeah. you know, internet yeah. somehow and it's pretty easy to get in. Yeah. So, and... But well, I shouldn't even say this. Oh well, I'll say it anyway. <laughs> we don't usually lock the door between the garage. I think a lot of people don't between the yeah. garage and the house. So that'd be a point of entry. So, so I mean, it would be yeah. So it's kind of scary. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, anyway, but by the way, those cops in Saudi Daisy, if you didn't know, they come to your house and they stand behind their car with their <laughs> yeah. gun. I saw it last night. So uh, if your garage was open, though, <laughs> they wouldn't know if we broke into your house. Are you done? <laughs> Okay. All right. Um, so I was thinking I had one piece of technology that actually led to another just because of uh, um, uh, everything. Um, my, my technology was uh, door stops. Hmm. Like things that like, you know, you've got doors that like, you know. What qualifies as technology? Anything. anything. Yeah, really. Anything that was teched. Um, is that a verb? It is now. Um, I'm so confused. So I need like to look at the definition of technology yes. for you. Well, and then I went, and I'll look I went up. from door stops to the automatic doors at like grocery stores and buildings and stuff yeah. like that. Like <clears throat> the fact that I can just walk up to a building and it is closed off to me, but as I approach, it greets me with open doors. And underrated. then after I'm inside, it closes back. Like underrated. Like you don't think you don't think about it anymore. You just walk into buildings yep. and it opens and closes and you're good. But like Sometimes when you actually have to reach and like use a handle, I mean, talk about inconvenience. Talk about germs. germs. Yeah. I was going to say that. That's, well, that's what made me think of the second one, too. It's like I went from door stops and then thinking about, you know, th- recent things. I was like, man, yeah, I don't have to touch the doors anymore that's to really get inside cool. a closed building. That is underrated. So. so just so you know, this will be helpful to you. The definition of technology 
is the application of scientific knowledge for practical purposes. So like the Very first the yep. first rock wheel was technology. Exactly. Yes. Sundial. Yeah, do you guys technology. remember the a stick used to poke beehives is technology. Do you guys remember simple machines talking yeah. about that in science? Levers and pulleys. like what what is the one that wedge? Yeah, a wedge. Yeah, that's what a doorstop is. So it's technology. Technology. When things don't seem to be going your way, or maybe you're just not having a decent time at life, check out some of the more hopeful playlists we have for you at jradio.com. From rock to folk and more, check it out, jradio.com. So this has been a weird couple of weeks or one week, or I don't exactly even know when all this stuff Hysteria has been off. this week. Yeah, but I think a lot of the other stuff started before. But anyway, like there's so much stuff canceling. I know right now we're just sitting around and basically watching Facebook go, this is canceled and this is canceled. Can we cancel and- Facebook? <laughs> Can we cancel cancel culture? Yes. Then, well, it's all canceled, everyone. Uh, go outside and play. You're, you're canceled. Just kidding. <laughs> But, you know, with all this stuff that's canceling, I'm just kind of curious. First of all, life's going to be kind of weird for a couple of weeks. Um, but why is stuff canceling? And then even like as a staff member of a church, like, should we cancel? Because there's not really anything as of yet, at least as of the second we're recording this podcast. There's nothing even in our area, no confirmed cases or any of that stuff. That we know about. So, exactly. But... I'm curious to get y'all's opinion, like, why are we canceling, and would you cancel if you were in that position? Go ahead, Brett. I think Deanna didn't want to talk about this, just (laughs) just so we can all state that out loud. And by this, you do mean corona. Um, I'll say the word. We haven't said the word yet, so. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, Everybody knows, though. I mean, everybody's talking about it. So you're an ostrich sticking your head in the sand if you don't talk about it. I'm not trying to be an ostrich. That's the thing. I'm just, I want to be able to... I can't change the national discourse. I can't change my community discourse. I can either step away from the noise or I can add to the noise, but there's no stopping the noise. Well, and and here's my, my bring the noise. Yeah. Here's my thought process. We work at a Christian radio station and yesterday for us from the day we're recording this podcast, yesterday a lot of stuff broke and everything started closing. And we had big conversations about like, okay, what do we do? Because our our slogan is hope and encouragement. And so you really can't just avoid it. But I think what you can do is if you can add to the noise, because you're right, you can't stop the noise, but you can add to the noise through the correct lens. And that changes things a little bit. I don't think anybody's sharing it through. I don't think many people are sharing it through hope and encouragement. And so... Even on this podcast, like don't don't go like oh my gosh they're talking about it just like everybody else. So here we go again. Like I, I think before we even go forward, we got to say like we're gonna look at it through a different lens maybe than you're hearing it anywhere else or seeing it on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's the worst offender. No, um, we know why they're they're shutting things down. Um, and uh, I think uh, it's not to stop the spread of the virus. Um, well, I guess actually it is, but it's not to stop it altogether. Um. Basically, the quarantines and the closings and all that sort of stuff uh, is basically just to protect our uh, um, medical workers, our hospital workers. Um, if everyone got sick all at the same time, the strain and the stress on our uh, healthcare system 
um, would basically turn into what is happening in Italy and just would be too crazy um, for our nurses, doctors, and healthcare professionals to handle. So the cancellations and closings and stuff like that really kind of spreads out the spread of the disease over the next few weeks and months um, to better help our healthcare professionals. So that's that's the reason. It's not like that's going to stop anything. We're in this for the long haul. Um, it's going to be, from what I r- saw and listened to on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast, um, shout out, you can sponsor, sponsor us, Joe Rogan, if you want to. Um, You're welcome. That, uh, yeah, three to seven months um, should be the minimal to maximal, maximum uh, stuff expected for this to kind of hit and start to die down. So, Well, and here's the biggest problem with this. It's the unknown factor of it. Yeah. Because you think about, and I know, I, I just want to point out before I even say this, everybody's comparing this to the flu, and I know that it's not necessarily a good comparison. I'm going to use the flu as an example. Um, with the flu, we know a lot of things. There's a flu season every year, and you just kind of know as it gets warmer, the flu season goes away. It doesn't spread as much. And with this, my whole point in pointing that out is we really don't know. I mean, it could be possible that in a month from now, as the weather gets warmer, it kills off this this virus. And uh, Again, we don't know, though. And that's even the weirdness of you start looking at all the numbers, and you kind of freak out because it's like, oh, my gosh, look how many people are infected. But since the recovery time is so long, you haven't seen many people in the United States can be considered as a recovered case yet. It's just the weirdness of this being a new virus, I think, that's freaking a lot of people out. Uh, and the truth is we don't really – it's easy to get scared during the unknown times, but we don't have to be afraid just because it's unknown. Well, I would definitely like, um, as long as you're okay with, uh, um, some language that you don't hear on the work tech fun podcast, the Joe Rogan experience, uh, podcast where he has this expert, which I wish I remembered his name, but he's been on like infectious disease panels for like the fast, uh, the past five presidents and, you know, uh, really intelligent guy from the university of Minnesota. Uh, he's he's talking. You know, coronavirus is a type of virus, right. like SARS back in two thousand three was a coronavirus. Yeah. Um, there's been a few since then. Yeah. This is the strand specifically right now is COVID nineteen. Correct. Um, and he says, you know, there was a similar one that came from camels in the Middle East that occurred in one hundred and seventeen degree weather. And so he's like, you know, it probably won't be stopped by summertime. Um, but he's like, man, if you just if you eat well. If you get plenty of sleep and you exercise, he's like, you'll be less at risk than most people. Well, and again, I'm not necessarily pointing out, I'm more pointing out it's unknown. And so, you know, maybe that part is known, but but it's just an unknown that, that makes us uncomfortable. And it goes back to what you originally pointed out, Deanna. There's so much noise right now Mm -hmm. and you don't know what noise to listen to, Mm -hmm. what noise to trust. I was expecting another one there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so you can tell I'm tired of noise, which is why I'm not making a whole lot of noise as we're sure. talking about this. I would rather listen. <clears throat> I have a problem with conflict, but this isn't so much as an issue of conflict as I want clarity. I want practicality. Yeah. I want efficiency. And everyone just talking about it and throwing a lot of numbers around and statistics around and opinions around and articles and videos and memes and jokes. I, I'm tired of it. I'm really tired of it. And nothing is, nothing is being helped. Sure. And nothing is being helped by people panicking. Yep. And nothing. I, I just, I'm tired of, 
I'm tired of talking about it. I, I'm not tired of trying to find practical solutions. Right. Okay. So and for trying to, I'm not t- tired of trying to find hope because I have actually added to the noise in a way. There's a really cool outlet called the Good 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 Co. And they good, have good, good. they have a publication called the Good Newspaper. And so everything they do, it's really actually really cool. I've tried to tell you about this multiple times. Yeah. Is everything is through the lens of okay, what's good about what's happening? So refugee sure. crises. Um, you know, different minority groups in different places. How are they being helped? And so they came out with this 10 slide, you know, post that was like, here are all the ways that things are actually going well yeah. in, in other places where this is happening. And I would much rather be hearing about that than some 17th scientist saying, it's worse than you think. And somebody else saying, it's not as bad as you think. Right. And so it's just like, you know what? Let's just, let's just all be quiet. And go outside for 20 minutes and then come back and think about something practical. All right. So let me ask you this. It's all consuming. Because I I think I agree with you in a lot of ways. Like I just want to shut off the noise and I've even tried to limit how much I've gotten on Facebook because to be honest, I get to thinking about it like last night driving home. My wife and I talked about it the whole way home and I didn't want to talk about that and it was my fault. I brought it up, but it's (laughs) what everybody's talking about. So I'm with you. Like let's shut down the noise. But... I'm in a position at a church on staff. Mm-hmm. Everybody's shutting down. So as much as I want to avoid it, am I being uh, irresponsible by avoiding it? Like, like obviously, I have to, in some sense, listen to some of the noise and figure out what to do when other people's care is in your hand, which is what a lot of people like uh, the NBA and mm-hmm. Major League Baseball and uh, um, what's it called? March Madness. Like, that's some of the decisions they're facing. What do you do when you're in that situation? Well, okay, so <clears throat> so I actually was sitting in on a meeting that my husband, who was actually on church staff yeah. as well, that our campus had to have <laughs> a video chat meeting last night because our church campus meets in a middle school, and so we're without a building for the next three weeks while our county schools are closed extracurricular activities are off the table so there's no we can't use any of the facilities it's like a campus-wide thing it's it's a campus and it honestly makes sense to mm-hmm. me to do that um but they were talking last night you know should we try to find an alternative place to meet together um and I, i'm hoping i'm answering your question why by giving you this information but you know and one guy was <laughs> fighting pretty hard to like no, it's so important that we get together and like, I don't want to lose that. And, mm-hmm. and and what's important to remember that this is not, this is not a forever thing. This is, I, I really believe this is going to be temporary, at least for the, for the masses, you know, like I think it's going to be temporary. I don't think it's going to take us out of church for six months. It could, it honestly could. I don't know. I've never seen anything like this in my life. Yeah. Again, it's the unknown. Of it's it. the unknown. Um, but something that we kind of talked about, um, thinking about our congregation, it is a lot of families with small kids who are less vulnerable, but also Way carriers yeah. of, yeah. you know, sicknesses like cold and flu and other things. Oh. And they go to a lot of them go to schools and, you know, they're in contact with lots of things. And uh, another good part of our congregation is, you know, people over the age of yeah. 50, 60 who are really important. Not that every church member is not important, but these are the women who serve diligently. And yeah. like if they were to get sick, that's something we could not afford you know, to be a part of. And our congregation at, at our campus is about 300-ish right now, like 250, 350. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit bigger. I, I don't, your church is... We're about 100. Yeah. yeah. So I think there's a lot of factors to take into consideration. 
That, that you have to, though. That, that you that's, have to. And that's the problem. So our our church is bigger, bigger scale, and so is yours, Brett. Mm-hmm. And but you so, guys just canceled yeah, for like all weekend stuff. like For a while, right? Services, meetings, small groups, all that stuff, anything on campus is canceled for so a few we, weeks. Because you don't have a building, we're a lot more likely to meet in smaller mobilized groups. Yeah. Which and sounds so, actually more acts. Well, ours, church, ours is in... Oh, yes. Yeah. I thought you meant like sounds more like likely to get cut. But no. I mean, a small group, honestly, that's what they're encouraging us to do is like meet in small groups on Sunday morning. We're actually all getting together in small groups to live stream the sermon in together. So which honestly, you know, what a cool opportunity. Yeah. They're turning it into an opportunity for us to be together. That's not a bad idea to talk about doing my small group. Yeah. Um, so I think when it comes to your congregation i think you have to take into consideration your specific congregation yeah. and i would say even though you're out further away from you know the you know metropolitan is it a metropolitan i don't know how what to use yeah. that word for city of chattanooga you know a lot of people are coming from a lot of different places and you never really know it's not there's no way to know who you come in contact with and who they've come in contact with and so the risk is kind of everywhere and not super identifiable mm-hmm. right now. So yep. it's like the lizard people. <laughs> you don't know which politicians I, are lizard people. In my aren't. mind, it makes sense to just like at least this week to say like, hey, we're going to follow suit. It's just like yeah. a lot of different communities. We're going to stay home. We're going to offer you these resources. You know, here's what we're talking about. Feel free to watch this, listen to this. Nobody wants to be the person that because they didn't cancel things like everyone else that everyone gets sick you know like if the NBA, if the NCAA held the March Madness tournament and was like you know yeah NBA's canceling yeah MLB but we don't care but yeah. you know we're gonna go ahead and go through this because you People know want it yeah um, and then say they had one case to 10 cases of coronavirus because of that um, dude the media would be blasting them and then the media these days is just so scary because they can witch hunt you know, yeah. at the flip of a switch. So I'm glad you guys agree. I think because yeah. I, I don't. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I think that decision needs to be made out of one discernment from the Holy Spirit. If He's telling you, yeah, dang girl, preach. <laughs> if literally, if He's telling you this is fine, and you have to be so sure <laughs> that none of that is influenced by a desire, to, you know, say face, say public, or, yeah, you know offer something to somebody or I mean, or be spiritually ignorant and be like, God will protect us anyway, which he totally can. Yeah. He also tells us to be wise, you know, like listen to the Holy Spirit first of all, but also like make that decision based out of confidence in the leadership I think God's given you. Like, yeah. you know, there's, there's not a, I don't know that there's like a black and white right or wrong way to do this. I think that's the, again, into the unknown. Yeah, it's, it's, that's the problem. <laughs> See, and, but here's my here's where I stand on the. I completely agree with what NBA did. People pay to come watch games, and so people They're got tickets. Traveling. People got tickets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're gonna want to come if there's still the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, work, school, those things are required activities, and so I can understand why some people are going to work from home, or you know, schools canceled, or we're doing school from home. Church, I just feel differently about because you're not required to come to church. It's your choice. We're all adults. If I'm freaked out about the coronavirus and I don't want to go to church, 
I'm a bad example because I'm on church staff. But if a, a member of my congregation is freaked out by the virus and doesn't want to come, guess what? They can stay at home. And uh, I'm all for, by the way, providing resources for them. And so maybe we do. And my dad, who's our pastor, and I have talked about this. Potentially, we're going to go to a live stream yeah. of some of the stuff and offer that as a resource. Uh, and then I'm all about being more careful. So we've even taken some measures of like, probably not going to take up past the offering plate. We're probably uh, going to have people making sure they're at all the doors and that nobody touches the door. You know, we clean the doors and then only one person touches the door the whole time. Um, so all that's that maybe, you know, not do greeting time and, or move to, you know, bump and fist or something like that. But, yeah. but wave. Um, just wave, yeah, wave yeah. at each other, whatever. But my thought is like, Hey, it's a choice if you want to come to church. Yeah. And so, um, I think because I think, you're a smaller congregation, you're not a mega church. Yeah. And so to, to, to be a mega church and be like, it's going to be fine, I think would be unwise. To be a small church and say, we trust our you know our people to not come if they're feeling ill, it's, that's, it's one, a, that's a different thing. It's the whole delicate balance, you know, really personal is. responsibility versus uh, um, kind of leadership. Uh, you know, it's like yeah. we could just, you know, it, it reaches, there's, you know, again, like, like Deanna saying with your congregation in particular being smaller, uh, there's a, an easier time at being a leader over a smaller amount of people. Like, you know, the president could say, you know, we're just going to trust our people not to fly to Europe. Um, <laughs> but that's just not going to happen. You no, know, with, with not a smaller break season, right. There's a smaller amount of people involved, you know, in, in, a, in a specific church congregation that you can trust people not to be idiots, but here's, it's, yeah, it's it's difficult balance between a leader saying I need to take responsibility for the people who listen to me, um, and then personal responsibility of saying I need to take responsibility for me in effect of how it uh, touches the people around me. And I will say that there are people in your church, most definitely, who have the type of personality who one will want to come out of whatever you want to label it as, you know, you could label Rebellion. it as conviction <laughs> or you could label it as just almost stupidity. I was thinking Sorry, more, yeah. more like rebellion yeah. against like the media, yeah. particularly. Which is my, maybe not wise when Fair. you have people who yeah. are, you know, advising you don't come to church and, and you have people in your church also who have the personality like my sweet, dear, beautiful, wonderful husband who is like, I have to be there to help people. And I will, I don't care if I feel sick. I have to be there. And I, I have to, I have to give him reality checks. Sometimes <laughs> like I, I have to encourage him, like you need to stay home from work today because you do not feel good yeah. and you can't risk getting other people sick with that. I made him stay home from our last Wednesday night meeting because he had a fever. And I was like, you cannot go. You cannot go because, and he was going to go until the last minute. And I was like, no, you, you literally, I'm taking your keys with me and I'm going without <laughs> you. And you will have people in churches who yeah. out of the, out of what about I your think, small group though? Are you not going to have those people in your small group too? We're okay. So the small group is a person to person friendship. Like we don't let ourselves go to a small group either. If we're not feeling well, people will pull out a small group quicker than they'll, you know, than other people. And will. I feel more comfortable calling out anyone yes. in my small group than I do somebody that yes. I've seen across the way in the yeah. congregation. Yes. But I think every church has those people who are just die hard servants, which can turn into a little bit of like. Right. It can be great and it can be bad. It it's, can be a vice. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'll say this, and this will maybe sound cliche in a horrible way to wrap up, but like just looking through the lens of 
of hope and encouragement, which I've really had a chance over the past couple of days to do. Practice, I think yeah. I think the thing that I've realized is that we don't know uh, we don't know everything about this, and we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what the next three to seven months or the next three to seven days are going to look like. Hours, minutes, but seconds. yeah, yeah. But the thing that I have continued to remind myself, and I'm the kind of person, by the way, that wants to research it, and when I do, I freak out a little bit. <laughs> but I think what I've made myself realize, or I've tried to remind myself of, is. God knows what's going to happen. God knew what was going to happen yesterday. God knows what's going to happen in the next three to seven minutes and the next three to seven weeks and the next three to seven years. Mm -hmm. And because of that, you know, we just got to trust him and not let our fear get in the way. Yeah. Um, Balanced with, we got to be smart. And sometimes that does mean canceling some stuff. And sometimes that means... um, washing our hands a little bit more and not being the kind of person we were just talking about that we rebel just because that's what society right. says we should do. Right. Sometimes you or do we have feel to do personal that stuff. duty. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to say this. Um, I was texting my husband Cody yesterday and I was kind of starting out complaining. I was like, listen, I'm tired. I'm tired of people talking about this and you guys very much kind of know how I feel about it. I'm tired of people joke uh, joking and you know, I'm just tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of it being at the top of everyone's mind. And I really wish I could just go to sleep for a while and then wake yeah. up and do like anything you just else. Quarantine yep. yourself yeah, for a I, while. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish I could go to sleep and then just turn it all off mm-hmm. and just disconnect. And I wish everybody would do the same. And I know that's not possible. But I said, you know, it's funny. This is affecting. I want to see what I said. I, this is affecting the whole world. And, you know, it's kind of arresting all of our normal. Mm-hmm. our normal life as we would call it and as things are canceling it's even more so doing that right um and it's so easy for us to turn off the noise it really is like i can put my phone down i don't have to talk about it and last night i told cody i was like and this <laughs> i probably hurt his feelings i was like listen please don't read me any more headlines i was yeah. like don't tell me anything else is happening because i just don't want to know at 11 o'clock at night what's happening but i said you know what a luxury it is for us to be able to do that because you think about refugees who live in Syria, people who are victims of human trafficking, they cannot turn off the noise. The tragedy that is happening to them, that's not just coming for them, but that is currently actually happening to them. That's not something they can turn off. Right. And so I'm hoping that somewhere in all this madness, there is a chance for us to grow a compassion muscle, you know, like to, to grow in compassion mm. and to say, yeah. You just, mm. I just, mm. wow. <laughs> I've been in Sherathon for the last three days. <laughs> right. so when somebody says something good, you go, mm, in the <laughs> mic. Sorry. No, really, though. Like, no, you're right. What a you're good exactly perspective right. to go, okay, so this is happening in our American society. Imagine how much more this is happening daily to people who actually are not just fearful, but, you know, of, of something coming for them, but for their homes being destroyed yeah. or their lives being taken from them or their, you know, their income being you know, taken away from them and everything they love. There's just so much in the world that we, me at least, I am oblivious to that is actually ruining people's worlds all the time, Mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. And that's hard to to stomach, but it's, I mean, it's easy for us to to turn off this. Well, Well, I mean, like, you know, it's, you guys have seen the weirdness. Like my family's had like a weird week outside of coronavirus and just things going on in our family. Um, and so like, uh, we did, uh, um, 
our small group study we did on uh, Anxious for Nothing from Max Lucado. Yeah. You say Lucado, I say Lucado. Um, <laughs> I say Lucado, so you're up. good. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, you know, again, we're getting, we're getting all, you know, uh, scripture uh, Habakkuk 3, the second half of that, Psalms 56, 3, uh, 1 Peter 5, 6 through 8, um, and 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Um, our second... Uh, Second Corinthians, somewhere in Second Corinthians, um, all options uh, to check out. You know, you can just rewind the podcast a little bit and check all of those out. Uh, the second half of Habakkuk three, Psalm fifty six three, First Peter five six through eight, and Second Corinthians, um, all great stuff on anxiety, worry, stress, yeah. fear, um, and you know, you hear it all the time. Like uh, fear is not of God, um, and so this is a great opportunity for us to flex our trust muscles. Um, realize that he's sovereign. Um, you know, he didn't turn his back for a second and then turn back around and say, crap, you know, coronavirus escaped crap, China. Corona. You yeah. know, uh, it was only supposed to be there. Like, ah, now it's all across the world. What's happening? You know, yeah. none of Nothing this took him by surprise. Him, yeah. um, he's sovereign, which sovereign, you know, comes from uh, the idea of, you know, being in control over things. You know, Lord comes from the name of uh, a, a sovereign leader, someone who is in charge completely of a certain area. And so if we really tr- give this as an opportunity to treat God as our Lord, trust that he's so- sovereign, trust that he loves us, trust that even the crappy bad things that happen, he can work together for good, mm-hmm. um, then, you know, maybe we'll co- we'll all come out of this uh, um, better Christians, better Jesus followers, and... Uh, show that our faith can be more attractive to those around us that don't quite have any of the answers that we do and might be a little afraid, stressed out and worried. Well, well, it's, uh, it's back to the whole, it's unknown. And Mm -hmm. what you just said reminded me of those lyrics to these songs. This song came out when I was a senior in high school and actually used it in my speech at our graduation because, uh, we were all kind of facing an unknown at that time. Like what's next? But it says, uh, it starts the song with, it's a little bit scary when you're not sure what's up ahead. And I think that's where a lot of the fear is coming from right now. But then the chorus is, uh, in a sense, like God is singing these words over us. He says, uh, don't you know that you're right at home in the unknown because I'm already there. And so regardless of how much unknown, like, by the way, we don't know. The three of us could easily get this virus and it's very unknown if that would happen. We're don't really know how we would feel or what it would be like if we got the virus. Uh, and you know, it's very real that a lot of the things that we're scared of could happen, but God's already there right now. God's outside of time, looking into time and knowing what's going to happen and how he's going to bring us out of it. So, uh, yeah, we're not, I've heard this verse quoted a lot, but we're not given the spirit of fear and we can trust that when we know that exactly what you said, Brett, God's sovereign. Also, this is an opportunity for us to, you know, to change our where our eyes are looking are yeah. we looking at each other yeah or are we looking you know to heaven as the source of peace because if we're trying I, I, something i'm finding you know in trying to get away from social media it's because i'm looking you know eye level yep i'm looking right. at you what did you say i'm looking mm-hmm. at this scientist what did he say instead of saying like okay what's really fundamentally centrally true right now and how do i navigate this you know Ask God, the creator of the universe, who, you know, knew that cellular forms would have viruses and what, how that all works yeah. and how the body handles it. And 
and not that he's gonna probably not gonna give us like the heavenly recipe for how to navigate this and how to cure it but you know he the the things about god don't change and the, the things that were true about him 30,000 years ago are true you know now in 2020 ad so it just what a comfort that is work tech fun a pcm podcast 